0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti. Back with you guys here on a Wednesday. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week. I just wanted to touch on the mock draft report. We'll have a little mock draft report here as uh, the Panthers website did uh, their first mock draft roundup since the uh, since the combine. So I wanted to kind of touch on that for this Wednesday edition of Locked On Panthers. So, six mock drafts. The Panthers website looked at, and we'll uh, take a look at the picks. Some of them are are the same picks, of course. Uh, so we'll take a look at the picks and uh, just kind of dig deeper into the potential of these picks or these players as the picks. So we'll just refer, uh, we'll just run through the picks quick, and then we'll actually dive in. Uh, to each mock draft in uh, a little more detail. So, uh, th- the six mock drafts they looked up included uh, Todd McShay of ESPN, Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network, Matt Miller of Bleacher Report, Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus, and Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times. And among those six players, or among those six mock drafts i should say uh there are four players occupying these six mocks or the the picks for the panthers two of them todd mcshay and matt miller both have the panthers taking derrick brown the defensive tackle out of auburn uh ryan wilson and mike renner both have the panthers selecting jeffrey okuda so i'm intrigued to see those mock drafts as they have Okuda fall into the Panthers. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock has the Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons, the uh, do-it-all player, of course, out of uh, Georgia, or excuse me, out of uh, Clemson. And then Sam Farmer actually has the Panthers taking Mackay Becton, the of course the offensive tackle out of Louisville. So some intriguing intriguing players there and you know so let's kind of di- actually i want to dive into uh to the two that have jeffrey okuda just to see as well the first six picks of his uh of his mock draft just to see how jeffrey okuda was able to fall to the panthers at number 7 because of course as we've seen there's not too many uh There haven't been too many mock drafts that we've seen Jeffrey Okuda actually fall to to the Panthers at number seven. Because, of course, for the most part, we're seeing a lot of Okuda the Lions at number three. But if we take a look now at Ryan Wilson's latest mock draft. So, of course, he has Joe Burrow going number one to the Bengals. I think we can just about set that in stone now. Chase Young, we're obviously quite confident, is going to go to the Redskins at number two. So this is where things change. again. Typically, when you look at these mock drafts, it's Jeffrey Okuda going to the Lions at number three. That's why we've said when it comes to uh, Jeffrey Okuda potentially being there for the Panthers at seven uh, among some of these other players, it's really dependent on what the Lions do at number three. And in this case, in this mock draft, Ryan Wilson has the Lions selecting Isaiah Simmons at number three overall. Uh, his analysis: He says Isaiah Simmons told us at the combine that his versatility is what makes him so special, and it's hard to argue. He patterns his game after Teron Matthew and Von Miller, though he also reminds us of Derwin James. Whatever player comp you use, the Lions' defense is vastly improved with him on it. Then he does have the Giants going offensive line with. Tristan Wirfs and then of course uh to the Dolphins at five and then he has the Chargers taking Jordan Love not Justin Herbert but Jordan Love at number six overall so makes it interesting here too if Justin Herbert you know that's an interesting scenario now too if a lot of these guys like uh Jeff Okuda, Justin Herbert, Derek Brown, if all these guys are on the board for the Panthers, what do the Panthers do so i I think this is actually and that's the fun thing about mock drafts. It gives you a chance to see different scenarios. This is an interesting scenario, I think, for the Panthers, but you know what? I think in this scenario, I think the call would be what Ryan Wilson does, and that's taking Jeff Okuda look we're we're talking about Jeff Okuda. As the number one cornerback in this draft, uh, arguably a, or almost certainly a top five, maybe even a top three or even two prospect. You know, there's people that are saying the next safest prospect in this draft after Chase Young is Jeffrey Okuda. And if you're able to get a player like him at seven, then I think you absolutely have to jump on that, especially... Knowing that James Bradbury is almost certainly not going to be back with the Panthers in 2020. So, if you can get a guy like Okuda, you get a stud cornerback player, you know, a stud prospect, and, you know, obviously it's going to be a decent contract because he's going to be the seventh overall pick. So, you're probably talking in the neighborhood of like, I don't know, $7 million a year, maybe. But for a top cornerback player, Uh, prospect, that's not bad at all. Again, especially when you consider the money that uh, James Bradbury and Byron Jones are both going to get in the open market. So, I mean, you're you're talking Okuda at seven overall would probably make about, at least on an average per year basis, would probably make about half of what Bradbury and Byron Jones are going to make with their contracts. So, if this situation presents itself that Okuda's on the board at seven, I, I think the Panthers almost have to sprint to the podium with the card with uh, Jeffrey Okuda's name on it because like I said, you with losing Bradbury, you know in all likelihood losing Bradbury, cornerback is becomes a huge need on this roster, arguably you know one of the biggest needs, if not the biggest need. And if you can get a guy like Okuda at number seven overall, you've got to pounce on that. Now, again, do I ultimately think Okuda is going to be there at seven? No. I I still believe he's going to be the pick for the Lions at number three. But, I mean, you never say never. I mean, the the Lions can go Derek Brown at number three. Or, obviously, in this situation, they can go uh, Isaiah Simmons. You know, that's what I've that's why I've said before, you know, the Panthers may be quite the wild card, but I believe that they're, it's almost like a domino effect. I feel like the Panthers move may be predicated on what the, you know, it seems easy to say, you know, because the Lions are picking ahead of them, but it really feels like the Panthers move is going to be dictated by what the Detroit Lions do. At number three, so really going to be interested to see what the lines do with that number three pick. If they keep it, if they trade it, we'll see. But uh, in this case, it is Jeffrey Okuda at number seven to the uh, to the Carolina Panthers.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Uh, Before I jump into one of the other mock drafts, I want to, of course, give a shout out again to our friends over uh, over at Queen City Beauty Group. And, of course, remind you guys of their March special that they've got going on, which involves their CBD Oxygen Dome Therapy Facial, which uses ionized oxygen to restore balance to the skin. Locally sourced CBD also adds to the healing, calming, and soothing effects of this treatment. Safe for all skin types, since Queen City Beauty Group customizes all treatments. This super relaxing facial is fantastic for your skin's health. So their, month, their uh, monthly special for March at Queen City Beauty Group is the CBD Oxygen Dome Therapy Facial. You get a $75 gift certificate for a future use or for use on a future visit or a re-gift. And you get a gift from Queen City Beauty Group. This is a $250 value. It can be yours for just $99. So quite the bargain here. So that's our friend's
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So now taking a look at Mike Renner's mock draft, which again is the other mock draft among the six that uh, the Panthers website rounded up that has the Panthers taking Jeff Okuda He's got a different scenario in the top six, and it includes a scenario that has a little bit of traction, but is almost kind of crazy enough that you're starting to plant the seed in your head that it might actually come to fruition on draft day. Yes, he has the Bengals taking Joe Burrow, as we all expect, and I think that's going to be the lock. But the scene I'm talking about, I I just said before that you know Chase Young to the Redskins looks pretty likely, but there is that chance that the scenario that Mike Renner's mock draft plays out does happen on draft day, and that's the Redskins taking Tua Tungavailoa at number two overall. Look, Ron Rivera did say they're gonna meet with Tua, you know, maybe to do due diligence, but as Mike Renner writes in his mock draft. He says, besides the obvious health asterisks here on two, of course, says, let me explain. Dwayne Haskins was not Ron Rivera's guy, and the former personnel executive who drafted Haskins, which was Bruce Allen, is now gone. Haskins earned a 66.6 passing grade as a rookie and 84.9 his lone year as the starter at Ohio State. The grades aren't the be-all, end-all, but you'd be hard-pressed to find a stat or favorable evaluation of Haskins' rookie season and he also and then he also adds ask any cardinals fan whether they'd have Josh Rosen and Nick Bosa or Kyler Murray interesting <laughs> obviously referring to the fact that the cardinals could have kept Josh Rosen and drafted Nick Bosa at number 1 overall instead of Kyler Murray But it's, you know, a similar situation. A new coaching staff came in and really liked Kyler Murray. And, of course, Josh Rosen got shown the door. So, it's, you can't rule it out. You can't rule out the Redskins taking Tua. And then, obviously, that means some of the other dominoes start to fall. Because then that means Chase Young is right there for the taking uh, for the Detroit Lions at number three. And, really, that's... Uh, other other than Cor- I mean certainly corner is probably going to be a need for the Lions certainly that's why Okuda makes sense because they're probably gonna not gonna have Darius Slay much longer but they've needed pass rush for a long time so if they get chase Young they would be uh, in they would be in heaven and of course the dominoes would fall from there then he has the Giants taking Kai Becton and then the Dolphins taking Justin Herbert who. I think they'd be fine with. I don't know if they necessarily have to go go up and get Tua. I think they'd be okay if Justin Herbert fell to them at five. And then he's got the Chargers taking Isaiah Simmons at number six. So in this scenario, the top three quarterbacks are all off the board for the Panthers. No Burrow, no Tua, no Herbert. Yes, Justin uh, Jordan Love is there, but see, I don't know if I'm ready to spend the top ten pick on Jordan Love, though I think it's possible he you might see four quarterbacks go in the top ten, and you know Love might be that fourth. But in in this scenario, the the two biggest players for the Panthers obviously would be Okuda and Derrick Brown. And again, I think you have to go with Jeffrey Okuda because of what I said before. And I'll read what he wrote on Okuda. He said Okuda might not have Okuda might not have blazed the fastest forty, but he proved how freakish he is by leading all corners in vertical and broad jump. He had a 41 inch vertical and an 11 foot three broad. He ticked all the boxes in, and in, in Indy and falling all the way to seven would make him one of the steals of the draft. By the way, in this mock, he has Derek Brown going number nine to the Jaguars after Cardinals take Tristan Wirfs and then Jedrick Wills to the Browns at number 10. So, Really interesting to, because again, we've we've seen a lot of mock drafts that are, you know, Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons. So to see the two with Jeffrey Okuda, I, I found that interesting. And I wanted to dig in a little bit. And it does open up, you know, it, it helps us open our minds to the possible scenarios that could open up on draft day that would allow the Panthers to have their choice of Jeffrey Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, and, and all these guys. Because, I mean, you could see three quarterbacks... Go in the top five, you know, especially in, in Mike Renner's scenario. I mean, you you can't, like I said, you can't rule out the possibility at this point of uh, of Tua Tonga getting drafted number two overall to the Redskins because you know he he made the points. It's a brand new coaching staff with Ron Rivera and company. It's a new uh, a new regime in the front office as well because Bruce Allen, of course, is not running the show anymore. And these were the guys that brought in Dwayne Haskins and yeah it's really hard to feel great about Dwayne Haskins rookie season now you know could Ron Rivera pass on Tua and show faith in Haskins sure but I mean you you never know we've we've seen it time and again that the new coaching staff comes in and they want their guy at quarterback and it's not necessarily you know it's, it's not always the guy that's was already entrenched as the starter so you know, there, there's, like I said, a couple scenarios that I think would be the dream scenario for the Panthers if they can come away with Jeffrey Okuda at number seven overall. So, like I said, I just wanted to touch on those couple mock drafts, kind of open up the scenario. Uh, we'll get into another live mock draft at, at some point, too. And then we've got, you know, free agents. It's still still hard to believe that, uh, what, two weeks, I believe? two weeks today is the start of free agency. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do. They might, you know, pick and prod a little bit at at some, uh, some cheap players. They're obviously uh, not going to go out and spend big. I don't think, but they could, they could bring in a couple pieces, you know, some veteran pieces to compete. And it'll be interesting to see what they do there as well. But uh, like I said, hard to believe that uh, the new league year is right around the corner and uh, we'll be here to keep track of it all. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore seti. Follow the podcast wherever you get your listening pleasure because we're pretty much there, pretty much anywhere. And until next time, thanks so much for for, uh, stopping by, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.